Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Epilogues and Epiphanies, a show where we'll explore questions about life, the universe, and being human through the lens of TV and film. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the Disney classic Lilo and Stitch with my friend Dougie. The meta nature of two weirdos finding each other, talking about two weirdos finding each other, is just perfection. Uh, the perfect situation to capture all the glorious oddities and complexities found in this very sci-fi Disney movie. So, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Dougie Newton about Lilo and Stitch. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, I have with me today my friend Dougie, and we're going to be talking about Lilo and Stitch. Dougie, tell the people whatever you think is important or pertinent to know about you, and we'll take it from there. All right. Hi, I'm Dougie. Um, I, ooh, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. I was raised in a Baptist church. I moved to California when I was 18 and spent a long time out there, 11 years. I jumped around a little bit in Washington. I eventually made it back to Louisville. And somewhere along that path, I randomly <laughs> bumped into you. How did we meet or our first friend memory? If we don't remember how we met. That perfect segue. Beautiful. I remember specifically one time, and that's literally the only recollection I have. Um, that was when me and Nick came over to your house. I was like 17, 18, something like that. That's I why know. I feel like it had to be like sophomore, junior age range. Yeah. It was a long time ago. My recollection of like us meeting this lifetime though this version of us is you singing demi lovato's anyone on tiktok and i was like who is this person why does he look familiar and literally it took my brain like five minutes to like remember what high school was and then there it was and then i was like i'm just gonna see if i'm right about this and reach out to this person i'm glad you did context is nice i think yeah so lilo and stitch yeah what is your what's your like 30 seconds or less or your quick however you want to summarize lilo and stitch briefly small alien child finds love small alien child finds love that's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good there's a lot of gray in there. <laughs> lot of, which child yes. is the alien? Exactly. See, it's thought-provoking. See, it is. It is. No. Makes you want to watch it and find out what is this alien? Why does they? Why do they need love? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I would like to hear from you. Why Lilo and Stitch? What is special or interesting or meaningful about this particular Disney film that feels very un-Disney, if I'm honest? Yeah, it's such a cute movie just in general, but like there are so many deep things in there about just being the odd man out and finding a place and finding somewhere that you can reside and that you can call home and that you can call like that safe space in your Ohana, your family. And to me, that is such a powerful thing coming from a kid's movie because I can only speak for myself, but I know I felt like that many times in life. And as a kid watching this movie, it really resonated with me and I've just always loved it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, definitely a lot of weirdos in this movie. Yeah. A lot of weirdos getting a, a little moment and finding each other and supporting each other and 
making it work. And yeah, definitely, I think for me, even as what was I 10 years old when this came out, probably, I thought Lila was hilarious. And she's got dark humor. But 10 year old Lindsay was tracking and she was here for it. And like my the my favorite is the my friends need to be punished. And she's putting <laughs> the like voodoo spoons or whatever in the pickle yeah. jar. And I'm just like, she was hilarious and i also went through an elvis phase because what kid doesn't right that's a normal developmental stage to just <laughs> go through an obsession with the 50s and 60s when you're in like middle school it's not weird but uh, i did so all the elvis all the oddness of humor i think i just really resonated with feeling weird but in a way that i didn't know until i saw someone else feel weird and I think that was interesting to say because I feel like a lot of people who knew me growing up would say that I wasn't that weird or that I was always with people. But for me, uh, I did what I needed to do to fit where I was, but I did always feel like Lilo, like I wasn't quite getting what everyone else was getting or like, why do we need to do this? Or so that out of water kind of feeling I think I resonated with that Lilo has for sure. It's such an interesting startup though on this movie because I think we start, do we start with the alien tribunal kind of thing? Isn't that where we start? Yes. So we're with, like, with, what with is this? The council in this very ethical alien society where <laughs> your experiments are only supposed to be theoretical. I, I really want to know what Stitch says when he like offends the little robot alien so badly that it pukes bolts because he's, <laughs> he's disgusted by whatever this creature just said so much so that he like bends over the side and just like wretches and it's just so we start with this weirdo who's a weirdo among weirdos basically like he is the weirdest of the aliens he doesn't fit he shouldn't exist so yeah basically stitch escapes and crash lands into the beautiful land of hawaii where lilo is she's we learn over the first couple scenes that she's currently living with her sister her parents are basically they passed away recently and lilo's just trying to do her own thing but it's not really working for her it's getting her into trouble they didn't have peanut butter she had to feed pudge he controls the weather it's very important but that resulted in her being late to hula class tripping all the girls she bit her it was a whole thing immediately lilo's just weird yeah the biting thing specifically and that 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 resonates hard because there was always two or three kids that you knew <laughs> were would bite you in any type of scuffle <laughs> <laughs> my gosh that's so funny i guess i don't remember who the biters were but i didn't really get into too many scuffles i tried to stay out of those but yeah, yeah me too I, oh my gosh yeah totally were you the biter dougie was it you Listen, i was fighting for my life okay i was bullied. <laughs> Listen, we did what was, we had to do i was not always six foot four okay oh my, I was gosh. Tiny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no she and i remember talking to one of my my friend's kids, she was probably, ooh, I want to say, she's probably maybe 10 around the time we talked about this. 
And I was telling her that it was, yes, I have a favorite princess Disney movie, but this is my favorite Disney movie overall. She was like, really? Why? And I said, I just really like it. I think it's really fun and really funny. And I think I like their friendship. And I just was listing things off. She's like, she's so weird. I was like, yeah, I think I'm weird too. And she's, but she like bites kids in her class. And I was like, well, you know, she went through something. And sometimes when kids go through something, they don't always know how to process it. And so they do things that don't make sense because they're upset and they don't know how to, you know, okay. I put on counseling Lindsay and was like, let's have an education moment here because I knew she could rock with it. I knew she could rock with it. And so I was telling her about that and she goes, she started to tell me about her younger sister and how when they had adopted her, when she first was coming home with them, she was acting out in ways that wasn't helpful for her. And she was able to like make that connection. I was like, see, you get it. Like you, and she like immediately was like, oh, Lilo's like my sister. And so was Mm -hmm. able to make that connection of, it's not just Lilo's weird and being aggressive, that there's something going on and that she was struggling. And then I came over probably a couple months later and we had to watch the movie. It was her new favorite. So that was super fun. But just so much empathy in this little kid. And I think Lilo has that too, which is cool. She just sees the world differently. And I think there's a lot of perspective from that little weirdo in this movie. We get to see the world from her eyes a little bit, like the tourists that she takes the photos of. Aren't they beautiful? And she (laughs) fills up her camera with all these overweight, sunburned tourists. And it's awesome. But yeah, definitely Lilo's show. And she's just trying her best out there. But yeah, I love that she's quote-unquote weird in so many different ways Mm -hmm. because i feel like it's relatable to so many different individuals Mm -hmm. because maybe you were the kid that bit people or Mm -hmm. maybe you were the weirdo who just laid on his floor and listened to music and didn't do anything and Mm -hmm. whatever else would be labeled a weirdo all the different things that she was doing Mm -hmm. and it's just such a I feel like it touches such a wide audience. And I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's like an actually important movie as yeah. far as starting that path to mental awareness and like certain developmental growths. Yeah. This was like an actual telling of a story that would happen if someone lost their parents. Yeah. It was it wasn't just And they're orphans now and they're superheroes. Oh, they're orphans now and they might not get to live with their sister anymore. This is real life stakes in this movie. Yes, there's an alien and there's all that craziness. But basically Lilo's trying to make herself and her new dog and Nani's trying to make her side of things happen so that this situation, so that they can stay together. They got thrown into this situation where they lost their parents which is crazy and hard enough and then having to basically say no no, don't worry i've got it enough together that you don't have to take my sister away from me too is just when you think what's under the hood of this movie it's whoa (laughs) it's imagine anyone that could give a synopsis of this movie that just says small alien child finds love (laughs) small alien child finds love Yes. Yeah. Oh my uh, there gosh. Really is, there really is so much going on in the movie. 
and, and you mentioned Lilo getting a dog. I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie when they are, oh, see, there are scenes before that too. But when she's adopting, it's so dope that she just wants him so badly because he's so weird. And everybody's like, she's, mm-hmm. No, nope. he's he's uh, good. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, it's so, she's she uh, knows. Yeah, Lilo is one too that she knows. She knows what she knows. She's very sure of her own intuition and kind of feeling of things, which is cool and weird to see in such a young character. But then she's trying to. They're trying to find normal and stability, and she's trying to. Nani's trying to make Lilo happier so she maybe won't bite kids so that there won't be this social worker situation that's such as intense as it is and so she's maybe a dog maybe that'll help and so they get the dog and they get the weirdest dog ever and then she's "Ah." and then outside what Stitch knows what they don't know is that there's even bigger aliens trying to hunt their new dog and there's that whole thing going on and it's just She's, but really, when it comes down to it, it's so crazy. There's all this big, weird cartoon story stuff happening over this scene of literally just a family trying to get it together enough so that they can stay together. That is the goal of this movie. Lilo's hero's journey is I want to stay with my sister and I want us to be happy. Like, like that's her goal. And so Stitch is maybe the guide in this scenario, which is hilarious to think about. <laughs> but I think he is because he's the catalyst for getting them to that point. And then, of course, there's always a little bit of extra complication where there's a love interest at Nani's job with David, who just seems really cool and nice and has fancy hair. And <laughs> but yeah, so... We love David. David is just like solid. Like he must be pretty solid for I don't know how old they are. What are they? Probably nineteen, maybe you think? Yeah. I don't know. But that's he's pretty that boy's cool. In love. He's, that boy's in yeah, love. Would love to be dealing with little sister guardianship stuff, but he's I don't care. I'm in. So pretty cool on him. Do you think it needs to be brought up one of top five best scenes? And and the movie is the most heart-wrenching, you know, after the fight between Lilo and Nani. And she slams her door and then Nani's peeking in and Lilo's praying, please send me the nicest angel you have. And then oh my gosh, yes. landing, <laughs> all his arms yeah. going crazy, just maniacally laughing. Yes. That is some epic juxtaposition of just (laughs) this little girl praying for an angel and then literally seeing this demonic looking thing coming out of this crater (laughs) of the earth being like, ah, there's your angel. Good luck. Um, Yeah, no. And it is it's it's so complicated between the two of them because they touch on even in their conversation things that are like, I like you better as a sister than a mom. And it's they're having to deal with this thing because they do want to be together but it's not the way it was meant to be and so they're trying to navigate that and she's like and you like me as a sister better than a rabbit right they're just like they're trying to make it work but it is hard but I do also think even though they scream at each other they have some pretty decent communication for being like probably I'm guessing a 10 year old and an 18 year old like much better than I had that oh age. I'm better than I have some days it's yeah but it's just it's so like when you think about those pieces and I think I just never really contextualized it 
thinking about it in the literal world system today and it just breaks you open to think about i don't know and there's there's the the two aliens hunting stitch but then there's Gantu comes into the play at some point, too. There's a lot of aliens roaming around trying to corral this angel demon dog thing. Yeah, it's a mess. But It gets a little ridiculously intense there at the end. And all of a sudden, Lilo gets kidnapped by the aliens and she's going to get taken to outer space and they have to go rescue this, this random air fight happening. There is, yeah. It basically... <clears throat> Basically, the gist of it is things don't go well. Along the way, Lilo's trying to rehabilitate this dog of hers. And she's who better to teach someone how to be than Elvis? He was just such a model citizen. And she goes through all these things and she's teaching him how to be great. It doesn't really work through a lot of really dramatic scenarios that kind of impede Nani getting a job, which is pretty important for a social worker to let her stay. And so we get the vibe and Stitch gets the vibe and David even says, hey, I think they maybe were going to be okay. And then you came along and, and things for them because she basically was on a time clock to get a job and Stitch really did get in the way of that with his shenanigans. In his Elvis attempts, but but yeah, so then they're basically back home. They're trying to like Nani is, I think, trying to prepare Lilo, but doesn't know how to say it or do it for hey, I think tomorrow you're gonna have to leave. And so there's a lot of just togetherness and, and Lilo seems to know it. She but she's not sure, I think. And she's giving Stitch an out. Hey, I, I know you don't really seem to want to be here. No one really wants to be here everybody kind of leaves and so there's like this definitely feeling of abandonment from Lilo and just this heaviness that kind of hangs and Lilo and then Stitch realizes crap I don't even fit there like where do I fit and so he's wandering off and basically everyone's sad and alone and then like you were talking about the aliens descend on the house there's lots of guns and an air fight and a whole thing and she calls Cobra Bubbles who, by the way, at the beginning, she says, did you ever kill anyone? He says, we're getting off the subject. He doesn't answer the question, which is... We know the answer to that we question. We know the answer to that we question. Know. Everybody knows the answer to that question. Cobra. It's obviously no. Obviously no, clearly. <laughs> yeah. His last name is Bubbles. I mean, come on. Mr. Bubbles has, like, an 80 confirmed. I guarantee <laughs> Oh my that God. man is that voice is voice is scary. <laughs> he will set you straight for sure, man. He's such an interesting character, though. Like I, I want like a prequel just about Cobra and like his <laughs> like his time. Like he convinced the alien race that that we were a wildlife reserve for endangered species of mosquitoes. Like that's a whole story. Like what happened yeah. there? Why did you have to protect Earth? So there's some, but yeah, no, Cobra's got some stories and, but now he's trying to do the good, hard, simple work of social worker. Cause you leave the CIA and you go into social work. That makes sense. Totally. Same tactics, right? Gosh. And then, yeah, everything just goes all crazy. And basically it's, if there was any question once your house is on fire and there are aliens everywhere, he probably needs to take her out of that situation. 
Cobra is taking Lilo and the aliens are finally there saying, hey, enough messing around. We're taking Stitch. Everybody's going their separate ways. And then I'll be honest, I don't even know how we get how how we get patched up now that I think about Lilo, it. Lilo takes off. She took oh, off the yeah. cop car. It took oh, off that's the, right. running through the hills and stuff, through all the trees and everything. Yeah. She was just gone. And then the the big boy alien, I forget his name. But yeah, basically we end up with all of the authorities together, the the social worker and the alien authorities and kind of just everyone asks nicely, can we please stay together is kind of how it feels. And everyone's man, maybe we really could let them try. And I think the alien president or whatever she is just, I would rather not deal with these yahoos anymore. Sure. If you can keep him under control here, I'll bow out. And then Cobra's like, eh, if, if there's anyone that could handle this, it's me. So like, so let's just let this rock and see what's going to happen. Um, and basically they all get to be together, which is pretty awesome. So <laughs> Uh, yeah it really it, I, I think it is a cool moment once the emperor lady because she she does fall down to that decision at the end but it's also because stitch finally speaks up yeah and talks like in front of her and i think it's cool that even she called stitch an abomination uh mm -hmm. in the very first scene of the movie and yeah then she can finally get to the point to be like you know what okay it says mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole concept of an abomination, I think there's just such a, um, there's such a harsh black and whiteness to the alien order that we start with that says, hey, anything outside these lines just cannot fly. Like they were going to take him and basically destroy him, yeah. which theoretically should be worse because that's murder like he but they just were like your very existence is not allowed and there's this understanding that they maybe didn't see the full picture and that maybe it doesn't always have to be that way i think by the end she's and i think that the thing is too if you look at the beginning of it stitches far away and in a glass cage and he's not really even being talked to it's very separate and then at the end, everyone's yeah. in the same space and he's within feet of her, able to address her. And I think that's something too, that it's really easy to think something about someone or something when you're like far away from it too. It's easy to have rules and have ideas and have, yeah, just like a lot of notions about how things should be and how they should be really rigid. And then I think every time, the closer you get to a situation, the more you see the nuance, the more you see a person. And it's very much harder to um, just throw that Maybe if she hadn't come down, the order would have still been the same. You know what I mean? But I think being close to people, being willing to get to know a person, um, and being able to say, maybe I didn't know everything before, I think, too, is something that happens here. She's willing to entertain that new information because she still could have had that. She could have had that feeling, but then been like married to the idea of what she had to do. And that could have been a whole other ending. But, um, yeah, I think there's got to the be worse some... worst one, I think. <laughs> I would have hated yeah. that ending. 
Yeah. Oh, that ending would have been like, why did we watch that movie? It definitely wouldn't have been a Disney movie for sure. No, but I think there is this. And even with Cobra, it's the same thing. Like on paper, the situation with Nani and Lilo probably shouldn't be allowed. Um, But they're saying, hey, we're different. Give us a shot. Like we can do this. And he get the closer he gets to it, the more he sees of it, the more he sees the situation with this dog or mm. alien family support system. And the more he's because he still could have everything could have went down. Stitch could have stayed on Earth and he could have been like, yeah, but Lila, you got to come with me. But he didn't. And I think it's that I think a lot of it has to do with just this being open to like new information and willing to adjust to it that I think makes for a more, I don't know, more loving outcome, I feel like, which is not a great way to say that, but that's what I feel like happens here. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that is being just the, how do I want to word this? The more you open yourself up to seeing things from someone else's perspective really can help a lot with that, just being able to see some of the intricacies without mm-hmm. even necessarily having to be as close to the situation. But yeah, it's a, man, this movie really is jam-packed and it is an emotional heist. And I'm pretty sure the scene at the very end where she tells him that he can stay, um, or because right before she even agrees to it, he just looks up and asks if he can say goodbye. And it's just, oh, yeah. I think I said while we were watching the movie, oh, this is only like the third or fourth time I've cried this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much heavy I, stuff going yeah. on the whole time. His just little, he has such an innocent posture in that last little bit where he's to stitch up to go on the ship. And he's asking, what do I have to do? I'll follow the rules. I will. And and she tells him, yes. And then he said, oh, okay, but can I say goodbye? And then she's, yes. And clearly he's untangling these ideas of what she thought she was coming to pick up. Yeah. Just every time he's opening his mouth is just undoing this abomination picture she had in her head. And it's cool and complicated. And But I think that's the whole thing. This movie is funny. This movie is sad. This movie is nuanced. It's complicated. It's very messy, uh, very strange. And so is life. Yeah. It's all of those things every day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and in so many different ways, too. <laughs> no, yeah. my alien dog didn't set the beach on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's just always some weird thing going on in life. And that's, I don't know. I just feel as you go through this movie, I I would find it, I would think it would be hard to find someone who doesn't relate to this movie on a pretty deep level at one point or another. Mm -hmm. At some point in your life, you related to this movie so hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you haven't, you will probably. It's whether it's, the idea of loss or yeah just trying to hold things like nani just generally the idea of trying to hold everything together is just so much and lilo just not knowing what to do with all of her feelings there's just so many different yeah so many different avenues and maybe sometimes we're the 
person throwing down the rules and then sometimes we're the person changing our mind and hopefully we always come around to being that person but there's not really also a villain in this movie which is interesting everyone's trying to do what that's the other thing here no one's really the villain here everyone's trying to do what they think is the right thing to do um and those things are just all colliding um and then when everyone finally is in the same space, it's a little easier to see maybe what the softer right thing to be, right thing to do might be. Mm. But Cobra's not a villain. He's literally trying to make sure this little girl is safe and okay. Nani's also trying to do that. Lilo's just trying to be a kid and exist which is just harder for her and stitch doesn't know what his existence is and he's trying to figure that out and this alien president lady is trying to uphold her ideals and safety of the galaxy she probably thinks and which is a tall order but the whole galaxy too yeah the whole galaxy yeah and the one who doesn't really get it I think by the end is Gantu. He's very much though, like even from the beginning, unhinged zealot for this like puritanical rigidness to their rules. He's going to fly off the handle at the very beginning of the movie where like the other people on the ship are trying to tell him like, you need to calm down, man, or you're going to just do something crazy because he's just so livid that this thing exists and that this happened and he just can't wrap his mind around it. And at the end, he's the only one that's by himself. Everyone else is friends and everyone else is like, we're on the same page, we're together, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like Gantu has a lot of sadness that he's masking with this weird anger vibe he has. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what happened to him or what was, yeah, because usually... That's I remember the movie we need. That, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I I'm I'm struggling to cultivate uh, empathy for Gantu, which probably means I we do need the prequel. But usually the people that are judging the harshest are have been judged the harshest, and so who knows what happened to him? But probably one good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of trauma to unpack in that prequel. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, he's, yeah, no, I think there, that's the thing. Everyone's bringing their own stuff to the mix here. And I think being able to be aware of our own stuff helps us be more flexible in those situations. I think that's a big part of what I've noticed is what's getting in my way of choosing a different path. And knowing that about myself a little better helps me see someone else's perspective a little bit better because I'm aware of my own natural blindness a little bit better. Like, yeah, I see things this way. I see through this specific lens and it's because of these things. But that's not reality. That's the reality I see. And by knowing the reality that I see, I can maybe take my little part of it off and try to look at more what's actually going on and hopefully be a nicer person about it. But yeah, yeah. Aliens, man. They go wild. They teach they children do. about mental development and emotional yeah. health and well-being. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. This movie is, it's, I feel like it's like very deep and complex, but also an extremely simple story. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think this, and some of what we talked about, like 
honestly, until we, like, until you kept saying the word abomination, did not, that just, I don't know, something about this conversation between us and you saying that word (laughs) sent my brain in a place and I was like, oh, no, here we go. And I can't unthink it now. Ride the wave, you know, ride the wave. But I think it went to, I think that maybe is the moral of it. Yeah. Every time I see Lilo and Stitch, the first couple words that come to mind are acceptance, change, and love and family. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I just think it has such a beautiful message. And it is simple, but it is so incredibly deep. And I know it had an impact on me. I know it had an impact on you. And I'm sure it's had an impact on a, a, a plethora of people around the world. Yeah. Um, or yeah. I don't know which countries it came out in, but at least in the U.S. That's the only one I know. And honestly, the age of the internet, everything's available everywhere. Everyone, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that he he's become like his own thing a little bit. Like the weirdo of he doesn't really have a category with any other grouping there's no the heroes the villains the the princesses nope there is stitch and weirdos uh, and the, the weirdos, weirdos. got to stick together yeah and it's pretty much just him and i i also love that this movie wasn't pretty mm. if that makes sense like yeah. They didn't try to overly, like, aesthetically beautify. Like, everything's kind of droopy. Everything, like, droops very bottom-heavy in the drawings yeah. and the people in a way that's not natural. But it's not, you know, typically we're airbrushing the way characters look in cartoons. And this is more like, yeah. almost like making them look worse than they probably would look in real life, which is an interesting approach. But I think it took away some of the junk that could have gotten in the way about... Mm. what does nani's body look like everyone has the same body type in this movie a little bit in that they're not normal real world body shapes they're like this different otherworldly schema of things and i think it took some of that that layer away that could have maybe gotten in the way of distracting from the actual point of the movie because humans make weird things out of things sometimes and we need help (laughs) Except David. He was super ripped. No, he, yeah, David was jacked. But I mean, you're a fire twirler. You kind of have to be, right? I don't I, know. I'm going to pick apparently... up fire twirling on the side now. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm trying to get ripped. I don't know if it's like a byproduct as much as you could try. I don't know how heavy fire is, but you could really try. Report back and let us know how it goes. I will do that. Oh Next time gosh. you see me, half of my face will be burned. It'll be fine. We'll, but I'll be, be jacked, grabs. so it's It'll okay. be healing. It's just cold. It's <laughs> so thanks again for joining me and talking about this really weird, really simple, really complex movie. It's been a pleasure. We'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Of course. Thank you for having me. And to those of you still listening, hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. And, yeah, uh, great job, back, guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Proud of you all, listeners. Good job. You finished a thing. Check it off your list. Finished. Thanks again for joining me today, everyone. I hope this conversation inspired you to maybe be as a uh, Ted Lasso and. Um, 
think it was maybe Walt Whitman he quotes said uh be curious and not judgmental um I think that's a perfect way to sum up this conversation let's all be curious and not judgmental and I think it'll lead to some more interesting endings with that have a great rest of your week and until next time